0: There's no secret that the Steelers offense struggled against the Bengals despite them getting the win. Mitch Trubisky only really came on late, only had a two-yard touchdown pass to Najee Harris. And there's a lot of questions. Who's to blame for that? Is it Mitch Trubisky himself or is it Matt Canada's offense? Taking a look at the film, we're going to break that down and talk about a lot more right here on the Locked on Steelers podcast. I'm Chris Carter, joined today by Tony Serino. Let's get into it.
1: You are locked on Steelers. Your daily Pittsburgh Steelers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Here we are on the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, bringing you your daily dose of all things in the Pittsburgh Steelers. As always, you can find the show on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, and YouTube. If you're watching this video on YouTube, please hit the like button on this video. If you enjoyed, hit the subscribe button on our YouTube channel to get all of our daily Monday through Friday episodes as well as our bonus content. We thank you for making the Locked On Steelers podcast your first listen every day. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. Now, if you don't know about LinkedIn, of course, you should know about LinkedIn. But if you're an employer looking to have LinkedIn help you, they, they've got LinkedIn jobs. You can find the candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. As I said, Tony Serino is on the show today. We get to talk to Tony. He's had a, an exciting week.
2: Oh, uh, what a week. What yeah, a weekend. It, what a Monday. Uh, AFC North Talk was. Pretty fun, Chris. Pretty fun. My my voice is shot today. I apologize. For that, but... It's
0: totally fine. It's... We, he, he,
2: he gave me a full, you gave me a full warning.
0: Uh, he told me beforehand, he was like, Chris, my voice is shot. I don't know if I can do this. And I was like, Tony, i don't need your voice. I need your passion, brother. Let's oh. go. And, uh,
2: <laughs> How about Joey regression? We're talking about Joey regression today. Oh, let's, hey the, hey, uh, hey. Bengals coming way back down horseshoes. to earth from Super Bowl, the horseshoes. We almost beat Mitch Trubisky. How about them Bengals?
0: We'll get to that talk yeah, later. Yeah, well, we'll get to that. <laughs> but um but I, I wanted to talk to you about uh this the Steelers offense because uh yeah. you, you know they Mitch Trubisky did not have a good, a good day. He had a day where he survived and this because the Steelers survived. And he had a couple plays that he made that were solid, you know, in in that they, they didn't die. But the biggest takeaway that I had of his play was that in the toughest of moments when the Bengals hit him in the end zone, it could have been a safety. He got the ball away for an incomplete pass uh, and it was thrown in the right direction. So it wasn't intentional grounding. Uh, When, when, uh, when, when JC Hassenauer had a bad snap, he, he corralled the snap, rolled to his right and fired off a pass that sure it wasn't complete, but it didn't cost the Steelers a turnover either, either, and let them pin the, the Bengals back a little bit more. Um, and there were other plays the the, the reverse pe- pass to uh, the, the reverse flea flicker pass to Pat Fryermuth. There was pressure right in his face, but he got it off and 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 was able to get a big completion that set up a field goal. Those type of moments, I do think that's what his veteran you know his, his veteran experience gets you is he doesn't panic in those moments.
2: He doesn't, and I, I guess yeah, it's it's just a low bar for me though, right? I mean, it's it's like it
0: is a low bar, yes.
2: The Steelers defense got five turnovers, and they, I mean, quite honestly, they should have blown him out. I mean, like we should we should not be talking about today a game where they had to squeak it out in overtime, and you know, look at these throws that Mitch made late. And this game should have been over by halftime. It should have been certainly over in the third quarter after after the the fifth turnover. So, yeah, I mean, look, Mitch. Yeah, you're right. The worry for me coming into the season was that Mitch was going to be a turnover machine. And that, that was going to be a big problem because we've talked about, hey, can Mitch be better on first and second down? But how is he going to do on money downs? Look, he wasn't great on money downs. The Steelers did not convert a third down in the entire first half. Um, but you're right, he he didn't screw it up, and it would have been pretty easy for him against the against the Bengals defense that matches up really well against the Steelers. I mean, you know, this this is a Steeler team that a year ago scored 20 points total against this team. Um, you know, now this offense without without turnover only scored six on Sunday, but um but still, <laughs> you know. You're right to say that, like, yes, you know, a worse Mitch Trubisky would have meant a loss for the Steelers on Sunday.
0: And I, I said it partially because this was what they wanted to protect Kenny Pickett from having to deal with, you know, things, things starting up, you know, the offensive line still coming together, the, the, the playmaker, the, the, the offense needing to gel and the timing for everything to, to happen. All that's going to come eventually they hope, but you needed Mr. Trubisky, and, and Mike Tomlin even said at one point in his press conference on Tuesday, like, Hey, like the reason we didn't throw out ball downfield is because it was a strategy to protect the football because we knew we'd right. win this game if we protected the football. But I got to ask a question. Question of Tomlin, as did Jerry Dulac of the Pittsburgh Post Gazette. Here's Mike Tomlin talking about Mitch Trubisky in his Tuesday press conference. You mentioned how Mitch you know, stepped up in the free play. What also I also saw, like you know, the play where there was the bad snap and he kept it alive, and also a play where he was in his own end zone and he kept the play a lot. How much that comes from
3: his veteran experience and what you saw of him show all throughout? The- I think it's beyond experience. I think it's pedigree. You know, he's an athletic guy, and that's one of the things that was attractive to us um, in him. Uh, back in the spring, like when we talk about uh, taking care of the football, Mitch hasn't turned the ball over in four games. Is that what is that? It's experience, decision making. What is it about him? Is it, is it, is it? It's probably all of above and, and then some. I mean, let's be honest here, man. I'm I'm getting to know Mitch, and so, you know, um, I think anytime he and I step into a stadium, I come out of the stadium with a, with a with a deeper more understanding of what he is and who he is as a man and a player and. And it's a process, and, and I don't resist that process, um, but I don't take it for granted um, at the same time either. So we're learning and growing, and, and so it's reasonable to expect him to be better, for, for me to be better with him, for us to be better um, with, with, with each and every passing day, and particularly those days inside.
0: So you get the sense of what Mike Tomlin, uh, Mike Tomlin's saying there. and. It's clearly one thing. I think it's a great point. He's like, I'm still getting to know this guy. That was my first game with him. So, you know, when we're asking this, this is all introductory stuff. But you get the sense it's like, yeah, the reason we got him because he could be mobile when, you know, to escape. And he did escape a few a few times. He even converted a first down with his legs, um, you know, but also because he could handle those moments. And that's kind of why he was a first round pick before, even if he was a bust of a second overall pick.
2: Yeah, it's funny you you are way higher on Mitch than I am after this game, which is very funny because I was the the Mitch <laughs> Trubisky hype train. And I, I think Mitch, look, Mitch Trubisky was horrible on Sunday, and if if he doesn't get better, this team's not going to win seven games. I mean, that, that if you want my true thought on like Mitch, I thought he was I thought he was real real bad mm-hmm. late on on a lot of throws. His accuracy was bad. Look, this team got five turnovers. Teams that get five turnovers in the last time in the last ten years score thirty five points a game. I, I just you know. I, I'm with, like I want to believe, and and you're right to say that like, it's early, you know. There's reason to believe that this can get better, but yeah, you're way higher on Mitch than I am. I, 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 I'm not I, listen. I'm not high on Mitch.
0: I'm just not killing him right now. Yeah, I'm like, look, yeah. you survived. You got to be a lot better in the next few weeks, or it will be like legitimately Kenny Pickett time. Um, and, 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 and
2: well, they're gonna be Kenny Chance. I mean, that's oh the first gosh. completion. God, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and and, yeah. and look. Uh, you know, I watch I watched Steeler games with my entire family, right? You know, they were calling for Kenny in the third quarter. I mean, they they were done with Mitch in the third quarter. Um, because this look, five turnovers does not mean over overtime squeak a win out, you know, yeah. and, and this offense, look, this defense what it Mitch's performance and, and how bad the offense was actually has makes me, you know, have more and more respect for what this defense was able to accomplish. Because in an NFL where it is so easy to play offense now. And, and they've kind of legislated defense out of the league to go up a hundred plays against Joe Burrow in that offense and have an, and have your own offense go three and out 48% of the time and still hold that team to just 20 points. I mean, that it's, it's, it it's is a legendary performance. It's, yeah. it's a legendary performance by that defense. No doubt about it.
0: A- absolutely. I, I just wanted to, I was going to try to point out, I was like, Tony, isn't your, like your, your Twitter name, right now magic mitch or something like that and then i go and see no he's changed it to heel tony because heel he tony. wants yeah, that's who that's anyone who watches AFC north
2: talk knows heel tony he makes it <laughs> he makes an appearance every once i just special occasion when when a fan base really gets under my skin uh heel tony has to come out and put him back in their place and Bengals fans have gotten they got put back in their place yesterday
0: uh man do check out the AFC North, the latest AFC North episode, because that's worth a watch. But back into this, I I got a chance to look at the field a little bit more in this film. I'm not putting everything on Mitch Trubisky, but there were plenty of times that he had open guys. Even the the last pass that he completed to Pat Fryermuth that got them in field goal range. Chase Claypool was so much more open with only one person in front of him, where there was two guys in front of Fryermuth. I I really think part of this was a, a need to settle down. It is a high, and as, as, Big as Tomlin was like, you got to stay cool and collective, and it's just another game, and it doesn't matter who you play. You're on the road against the AFC champions. You're doing that, and maybe that got to him a little bit, and he he was just focusing on just getting to the next play each time and not trying to you know do too much. But they need him to look more like a veteran in the, in the coming weeks because the Steelers' schedule, I, I think they have a little bit of a break the next couple weeks, but it's going to ramp up within a month.
2: Right, and you're not going to have five turnovers. Defense, you're not going to have a pick no. six every week. Like offensively, you have to. There has to be some life, and it can't just be. Look, what is the identity of this offense after one week? It's just kind of a, you know, it's kind of whatever a trick play, or just not not trick play, but like you know, it's more just tight end screen and here. flea flicker. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's it's just kind of all this trickery that we're trying to beat you with. When when it was kind of straight up and they needed to convert, you know, the, my problem with Mitch in this game he was always it just felt like in an offense that is all catch and run and still short passes I and mean, again it's it's still the Matt Canada stuff he was always it just felt like he was always a tad late and there was that extra hitch that let a defender yep. you know uh make a break on the ball before they should have and and to me look yeah Mitch is great ad libbing but quite honestly in an offense like Matt Canada's i i feel like timing is actually more important the ad lib stuff was nice but if he can't if, if he can't be on time in this offense this offense isn't going anywhere because that running game, I mean, Jalen Warren had more, had more yards after contact than he did yards. So, right. you know, that running game doesn't seem like, I mean, look, this is a bad, like it's a bad matchup. Bangles D line is great, but that, that running game didn't look like it's going to get going anytime soon either.
0: No, I agree. It was just, it was not a great look for, 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 for that. And, you know, and part of it, yeah, they got him because he could improvise in those moments, but, you're also you're also supposed to do more than ad lib. You're supposed to do things in rhythm, and he didn't do that. And yeah. that's where I'm not going to bury Matt Canada for that because there were times to be in rhythm, and he just wasn't. And you could see I, – I think Chase Claypool and Deontay Johnson, in their past two years of working with Ben Roethlisberger, they have learned to have patience whenever Ben has struggled. And that also goes for Devlin Hodges and Major, Mason Rudolph when those moments have come. But you could see George Pickens was not happy. I mean, you could right. see – frustration like i am getting open we need to fall (laughs) out like do something this is getting like he was getting annoyed and it's like he's like he might need to learn the pace of of things around the steelers but we'll get more into that in a bit because we do got to talk about if the steelers can be competitive we got some more uh more uh, more insight into TJ Watts injury last yesterday's episode had Dr. Karina Maharaja on talking about the different things. We'll dive into what we heard today and how it applies to her notes that she gave us in just a minute here. But first we got to talk to you guys about linkedin.com. Of course, with link with LinkedIn, you're gearing up for the fall right now. And if you're a small business, LinkedIn jobs is the, is the be- best place to make it easier to find the people that you need to talk to faster and for free. You can create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn jobs to reach your network that, goes or beyond and that's up that gets you up to 810 million people who currently use LinkedIn across the world. So be sure to go to LinkedIn linkedin.com now right, right now to use LinkedIn jobs. Then when you're there if you're an employer, add your job that's that you're hiring for and then add the purple hashtag hiring frank to your LinkedIn profile and that will spread the word out to everyone the, out there that you're hiring and you and so that your network and beyond can see and see and find like okay, that person this this is the job that's available. I know this person that fits that great and then you find easy candidates and they have simple tools like screen questions that make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience. So you can quickly prioritize who who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs, number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the candidates that you want to talk to faster. You know, every week, nearly 40 million job seekers, visit LinkedIn, post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free.
1: They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.
0: Back here on the Locked On Steelers Podcast. I'm Chris Carter. He's Tony Serino. Okay, Tony, let's look at this objectively now. Now, okay, with TJ Watt, the news that we got Mike Tomlin said, and this was straight up, he's like, listen, we're in a lot better place than we were Sunday, yeah. and that's certainly good news for the Steelers fans. I had Dr. Karina Maharaja on. If you want the full explanations for what kind of tears the pec, you know, the, the, the pec injury could be, that's all explained in our Tuesday episode. Go back and listen to or watch that, that episode. She did a great job breaking it down, but the bottom line was the Steelers needed this to be a grade one or a grade two tear. It appears that it looks like it's teetering on the grade two tear territory so that it, it looks like they expect him to be back at some point. TJ Watt tweeted out the classic Arnold Schwarzenegger quote. I'll be back those type of things. So uh, you know, it, it seems like there's optimism that he'll be able to play again. The Steelers are still looking for second and third doctor opinions on, you know, to, to look at it, to see what the actual situation is there. But it looks like if, if this is true, the worst that you might have here is a four to six week period where TJ Watt doesn't play. Um, and the Steelers and Mike Tomlin said we're not even committed to putting him on IR right now. We're still waiting to hear what the deal is there. I, I think that's a very good sign, especially considering the next four opponents, Patriots, Browns, Jets, Bills. That Bills team looks kind of unbeatable without, unless you without TJ Watt, but Patriots, Browns and Jets, all three teams that didn't look too great on
2: Sunday. Yeah, and and by the way, they beat that Bills team a year ago, so you know, mm. yeah. yeah, no, I, yeah. <laughs> Look, it's it's the next three games. I mean, really, I think Sunday is going to kind of dictate for me, you know, wh- whether I'm going to get more optimistic about this team or, or more pessimistic because that that performance, like we talked about in the last segment, that performance defensively on Sunday was, you know, and I know I'm I I use hyperbole as a crutch, but. One of the greatest defensive performances I've ever seen in my life. I mean, and I take into a context that it's the 2022 style of offense, right? You don't you don't shut teams out anymore, especially great teams no. like that. And so, a hundred plays, having to go out there for a hundred plays and holding a team to 20 points in essentially five quarters, and a hundred plays is really like two and a half games for the Bengals when you consider they ran 60 plays a game last year. You know, can they do that again? And can they do that mm-hmm. without TJ Watt against the Patriots? Yeah. And then, what is this offense going to be? Right? I mean, if this offense. Look, there's reason, there's reason for optimism that this offense can get better because boy, it can't be a whole lot worse. And the Bengals are a bad matchup, but they got to get better. if this team's going to really go out there and, and you know win the kind of games that that I think Steeler fans are going to expect, now you beat the Bengals in Cincinnati, and I think Steeler fans are once again like, oh, division title. Hold on, can we win the division? Uh, right. But on the other side, I, you know, for me, with the offense, boy, they got they got to get. I mean, they just you're not going to have that level of defense every single week. They're no, they're a top five defense again. They are a top five defense. They are. So without TJ. Without TJ, you are gonna have a fall off because even if Malik Reed comes in and is a good player, TJ Watt is on another level. The plays that he yeah. makes are like, you know, I mean, truly extraordinary. You know, the 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 back to back plays of, you know, tackling Mixon essentially at the at the handoff point, and then the very next play, leaping in the air and stealing a ball out of the, out of the air for, from Joe Burrow for an interception. I mean, that stuff Malik Reed's not gonna do. No. And so, how do the Steelers make up for that? I thought Tomlin's answer to that today was hilarious when they said, you know, what, what kind of leadership do you need out of the rest of your guys like cam and Minka to step up? And he said, no, 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 no. We got enough leadership. I need these guys to make a couple more plays now. Right? Right. And that's, <laughs> I thought that's perfect. Yes. I mean, that's what it's going to be though. This mm-hmm. defense has to step up and have to they have to maintain a top five level, even without their best player in order for this team to, to be where, where they, where we want them to be. uh, Once TJ comes back.
0: I, I agree entirely. I, I really think that, uh, a big part of this is finding ways. And but I think, this is why I think there's still reason to be confident because there are other playmakers on this defense. And right. they didn't win on Sunday just because TJ Watt was out there. There were games you could say that, like the Bills game last year. I mean, TJ Watt took that game over. If, he, right. if he's not in that game, they don't they don't win. And if he's not in this game, they probably don't they'll, they'll win too. But Alex Highsmith had three sacks. Nick Fitzpatrick had his pick six. Cam Hayward got got busy. You know, they're, they're, they were bringing guys from all over. The cornerbacks played a good game. The linebackers played a good game. Even Terrell Edmonds played a good game. I don't mean to diss Terrell Edmonds because like, he doesn't play Yeah, yeah. Even yeah. Devin Bush, like let's
2: you know, see but, <laughs> right, but I'm
0: seeing like, I, I went back and the only, like, defender I could even make a negative mark on was Robert Spillane. Because he missed the tackle and then got hurt afterwards and wasn't able right. to really, you know, redeem himself like most other guys did when they made mistakes. So, you know, I, I look at I look at that game and I think like, man, like if the defense not not just the turnovers. I'm not I'm not talking about that like yeah. if they can get five turnovers, That's ridiculous. But if they can play with that kind of intensity and challenge guys in, you know, that you know play after play and be that be that be that kind of consistent, you know, you may not get five turnovers a game, but you'll get a really rough game for the opposing offense. You know, week after week
2: and and to, to your point right we talk about these kind of underrated performances that aren't being talked about enough Larry Oganjobi in the running game yeah you know, this is a Larry Oganjobi would came in specialty pass rusher that's what he is you know you're not going to fix your running game i thought i thought he was a a plus player against the run in this game and exactly the kind of player the Steelers need they used how many players did they use chris i think 21 players defensively lot. i mean they they had to i mean obviously around 100 players you're going to have to rotate a lot but I thought, you know, for the for the level, the consistency that you got out of each of those guys, like guys like Arthur Maulet, who came in and gave this team big minutes down the stretch, had the strip sack of Burrow. That's what they're going to need against against a team like the Patriots. You know, I mean, this game on Sunday, I know Steeler fans are going to think, oh, this is this is a cakewalk win for this team. I, I'm not ready to go there yet, but yeah,
0: um, yeah, no, nothing is a cakewalk right now. Every everything has got to be earned, but. Yeah. It is earnable, and and I think yes. this yes. this win this win shows you. Listen, if they show up every Sunday like Black Air Forces that mentality, we don't care right. who you are, we're coming to punch you in the mouth. I think that mentality can win you lots of games. And 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 here's the thing is, if if you maintain that mentality, especially on defense, and that offense eventually does find an identity, and not an identity that makes them one of the best offenses in the league, just an identity that says, hey, if we do these things, it'll be a good day for us. They don't even have that right now. If they can get at least that, that's where I think this team becomes competitive. And to be honest, yeah. looking yeah. around the, the AFC North, you know, you you and I, and, and I want you, I want you to open up a little bit here because you you and I were kind of on the same page all offseason about the Bengals. Like, hey, they did, they had a great season last year, but let's see how they build off of that success. Let's see how they actually play. When there's when, when when people know that they're coming when there's a target on their back week yep. after week after week and when you're when you're the hunted and not the hunter because like you know for years every year the Steelers are the honey everyone wants to beat the Steelers because the Steelers have that reputation. This is the first year as AFC champions that the Bengals have had that and they've started off one and oh with a with five turnovers and looking like they, you know, Mike Tomlin said, uh, you know, Jalen Warren didn't urinate down his leg, you know, in his opener. <laughs> the Bengals looked like they did in the face oh, of the Steelers.
2: Absolutely. They did. Absolutely. And this the storyline all off season with this Bengals team has been, and I've been saying it for a year. I mean, I, you know, me and Bengals fans are no friends of one another because <laughs> I, I called that team out early last season and said, hold on. Hold on, you can't win this way. You can't win by being an an, av- an average to below average offense, but then just randomly getting big plays out of nowhere. And you just oh, oopsies! Like we had a seventy-yard touchdown, so we're a great offense. No, sorry. Like you're not consistent, and consistent offense is what it takes. Not just not just you know explosive offenses randomly. And I kept telling them that all year, and they just you know. And again, they were right because they made the AFC championship game, or the they they were the AFC champions. But here we are, and the storyline all offseason was where's the reg- where's the regression going to hit, and how hard is it going to hit. And boy, oh boy, on Sunday, did it hit pretty freaking hard. And I know that it's only one game. And, oh, Tony, it's too early to say that they've regressed. Well, it, yeah, it's too early to say that it's definite regression. But that's what regression looks like. Even if you want to call it a fluky win, Chris, or a fluky, win for the Steelers or a fluky loss for the Bengals, they had so many fluky wins last year. How many times in the playoffs did they win on a last-second turnover? Every single win, every single win they had in the playoffs was on a last-second turnover. Okay, And now all of a sudden this year, oopsies, you got a fluky loss? Oh, that's what regression Looks like this Bengals team again, you know, they want to rate Jesse Bates as if he's the best player at, at safety in the NFL. <laughs> the next time, the next time Jesse Bates has a game as good as Mika Fitzpatrick just had, it'll be his first. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, Bengals fans drive me up a wall and it is it, it. Get him, Tony. It gives me so much joy to be able to rub this to not only that this happened to them, but that my Steelers did it to them. The fact that Mike Tomlin was able to go out there with this team, this defense. And and shove it in the Bengals' face. Oh, it I mean, nothing brings me more joy, Chris. than no what
0: happens on Sunday. <laughs> Tony's a happy camper, even if his voice <laughs> is gone right now. And that's why his voice is gone, because he was in such a good mood and such a crazy mood on Sunday. But <laughs> but but Tony, I mean, legitimately, the AFC North, the Browns eked out a win over the Carolina Panthers, you know, got the job yeah. done, didn't look right. great in doing in doing so. Um, and it makes and the Ravens they did what they were supposed to do in beating up on beating up on the Jets. I, I've said all along the Ravens are my pick to win the division this year. I think right. Lamar Jackson's in a really good place. I think the offense is gonna be fine as long as that defense can stay healthy this year. They're going to be I think the most consistent team in, in the division. But I, I'm not just handing over second place to the Bengals. I you know I I said in the in the big crossover that we did between all the division players that went on the Locked On NFL channel. Um, you know, that I fully expect the Steelers and Bengals to be right around each other, if not tied at the end of the year with a tiebreaker being the determining factor. I mean, again, last year, which was the best year they've ever had, their best team ever, all this stuff. And Joe Burrow is right. the best ever. They finished a half game up on the Steelers. Like, right. I I really look at and the way that this team is built, the Steelers, I mean, you look the Bengals offensive line that they invested all this money into did squat. Didn't run block well. Didn't pass block well. Got abused, beaten. Joe Burrow was beaten up. He he was making bad decisions. the The, the secondary of the Steelers was not as victimized as you as people would have thought. Going even you know, with the with the way that the Bengals receivers are touted, uh, so Joe Mixon not a factor. Jamar Chase definitely a factor. One of the best receivers in the league, but wasn't able to destroy this the Steelers. Um yeah. and. And you, you, you know, T. Higgins did get hurt. I think it's still ridiculous that people say that that was a cheap shot by any means. He felt he fell in. Into- Should have
2: renamed that that stadium, Sharman Stadium, for how soft Bengals fans were after this yeah, game. Yeah, that,
0: that was a crazy one. But um, you know, but you still had Tyler Boyd. Tyler Boyd, not not as not as effective in this game. He did have one touchdown. But you know, you, you look at you look at across the board. The Steelers matched up well defensively, and right. this the off and the Bengals. De- and here's the thing: is the Bengals defense? If you're so big and bad, you're the group that that tamed Patrick Mahomes in the AFC. Championship game, you should have been able to keep the Steelers out of the end zone completely. You should get some turnovers, or get
2: some turnovers yourself. You know, yeah. Again. And then again, I said this. I said this to Bengals fans. They got a great Bengals fans got a great lesson on Sunday on the difference between good and great. Yeah, Jesse Bates is a good player. Logan Wilson, good player. Trey Hendrickson, good player. Okay, Cam Hayward, Minka Fitzpatrick, and uh, T.J. Watt. These are great players, and great players make their presence felt in the biggest moments. Of that game, and certainly that's you know that's that's why the Steelers were able to win this game on Sunday because there's a difference between good and great. And Bengals fans, you got your lesson.
0: Dang, Tony, talking all that stuff right here. He's got all the, he wants all the smoke. We're gonna be right back here in the lockdown Steelers podcast. We got more to talk about about your Pittsburgh Steelers, but first we gotta talk about betonline.net. Betonline.net is your number one source for all your for all your betting stats and sports information. You can find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, news, and of course all the games, prop bets, and everything you need to know about NFL Week Two action. Thursday night football is gonna be crazy. It's Chiefs Charges. I don't know about you, Tony. I'm watching that game. That, that's that's, that's, that's going to be some fireworks. There's going to be all sorts of prop bets for who gets yards, who get points. Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes, it's going to be a firestorm. I love it. But the best way to make money off that is to go to betonline.net, see all the, the odds, the ends, the ways to make money off of that. Do that by going to betonline.net, your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today. Use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in the action when you visit Bet Online, Where Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter. We're here with Tony Serino from AFC North Talk. Tony, let's look at this schedule. Let, let's take a real hard look yeah. at the at this, at this schedule and, and see: okay, what do the Steelers have to survive? I also want to point out we, you know, I talked a lot about TJ Watt. My, Mike, Mike Thomas did say that Najee Harris. And Najee Harris went on Adam Shine's show, the Mad Dog Radio, whatever, and said, I'm playing this week. Mike Tomlin said, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. We got to see how he practices this week before we start committing to such things. So Mike Tomlin looks like he's having to say, whoa, instead of sick him to, uh, to, uh, uh, to, to Najee Harris there as Mike Tomlin would probably, that's one of his Tomlinisms. But again, great thing. Cause that's just the, the attitude that, that Najee has, but you, if he's back, maybe he could play, but bottom line, the Steelers have some games in front of them that I think are have turned into must wins because of the TJ Watt situation if they want to be in playoff contention uh, later later this year. It opens with the Patriots this week you know at Acrisure Stadium, I almost said Heinz Field. Um you know Still
1: Heinz, it's still, uh, still Heinz.
0: <laughs> you know, the, there's there's that. Then they're on the road um against the against the Browns in a short week for Thursday night football. Uh then they're they're back at home against the Jets, then they're on the road against the Bills. Those next four games, if if TJ want like, a miracle that he's back in in four weeks, those are the, those are the four games that you're looking to miss. If they could come out of those games three and one, this team is in a great spot.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's tough though. Because... It's tough. It's I'm
0: saying like I, I'm saying, like, it's not easy. I'm not awarding yeah. any wins to them. Every win, they have a puncher's chance to win. Every game they have a puncher's chance to win and a puncher's chance to lose. And yeah. that's where I'm at, like, you know. They cannot go into this Patriots game feeling like, oh, we just beat the Bengals. It's fine. No, right. they got to go in saying, we still got a lot to prove out
2: here. If if this team can come out of the next three, because the next three games you're going to look at and say, we just beat the Bengals on the road. How could they not beat the Patriots, Browns and Jets? Because these are three very winnable football games. And if the Steelers do that, if Mike Tomlin gets his team to play to a level where they can be 4-0.
0: Ridiculous. Yeah, I
2: mean, then. Yeah, then then we're talking about when TJ comes back. Like, start dreaming about playoffs. Start dreaming about a division title. Right? Let's start talking about January football, because yeah, that th- beating this team. I think it's more important right now when you're without TJ Watt. Beat the teams. You beat the teams. You should beat. Right. The upsets are going to be fine. The upsets are going to be fun, but it but it like you know much like the Browns are doing right now when they're you know counting the wins before they get before they get Watson back. I mean, we Steelers fans are going to do the same thing without without Watt now, right? It's like, well, yeah. how do we get to a certain record without TJ? And that starts with winning the games that you have to win. And I think really, Chris, the next two for me are are huge like barometer games in yeah. this season, going out at home and beating a New England team that you should beat. Now that New England team, again, Mac Jones didn't play well. They didn't look good against the Dolphins, but you, you're never going to underrate a Bill Belichick team, especially against these Steelers where, you know, I mean, I know the Steelers, they beat them, they beat them what, in 2017? Was the year they beat them? And then and then they, they lost to him in that, that game before Ben. Blew his elbow out, but I mean, those were different teams. Oh no, uh, 20,
0: 2018 because twenty seventeen was the Jesse James year. Oh, that's he, right. No, they then, did beat
2: them that year too, Chris. No, no, they did <laughs> beat them that year too.
0: You're right. They 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 did they did beat yeah. yeah. <laughs> so they had
2: bad <laughs> back to back
0: wins. Bad back. Yes, they're back to the last two times they played the Patriots in at uh in Pittsburgh. They okay. That's
2: right. We're, that's we're, right. Okay.
0: Anyways, but yeah, yeah. to oh, your but, point. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think this is a this is a this is a, you know it's always gonna be a tough test facing New England, and then that short week on the road against the that's Bengals. It's not easy. It's not an easy game because these are two the teams that play such similar. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, against the Bengals, uh, Browns. Yeah, you, you did it, it twice. Placed, I did, I did, I did. I want to play the Bengals again. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready for the rematch. Um, no, but I, I, I think that game on Thursdays is, is these two teams are going to play so similar football. Right? I mean, they're going to yeah. they're going to be defense minded. You know, we're just trying to grind this thing out and win the ugliest games possible. Um, and you know, I mean, that's it's you know, Jacoby Brissett versus Mitch Trubisky is going to be. One of the worst football games ever played. I, mean, I just, I just, I mean, that is going to be like a 10 to 6 game. Iowa, I, for those, for those you watch college, Iowa, Iowa State. That's this what is, we're about yeah, to watch on Thursday night. 3 Iowa 2 State. by halftime. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. A baseball score.
0: It's, it's ridiculous. But, but here's the thing is that, and, and the New York Jets say, you know, same sort of deal. Dub, know, uh,
2: dub. No, dub. That's a dub, Chris. Dub. Dang. I, I, I watch, listen, because of ASU North Talk, I have to watch every snap of these games. I watch, so I watched every snap of Jets. Ravens. That is, that, that is a non serious that is a non serious football team in 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 New York. They had they had Joe Flacco throw 58 times. I mean what I mean. And you, you go watch Joe Flacco throw 58 times uh, against the Ravens defense and yeah, you will come away thinking you want to talk about bet online uh bet against the Jets every single week. Uh that's my new strategy. That's my oh. get rich quick scheme here.
0: Well, I, I bet against the Seahawks this week, and that, that bit me pretty pretty, pretty, uh, pretty hard. Oh,
2: Yeah, my wife did the same thing. I had my wife, I was like, I asked my wife, well, You want to bet on this? She said, Yeah, well, I want to bet on the Broncos. I said, Okay, let's bet on the Broncos. And uh, it didn't work. Yikes, yeah, it uh, didn't
0: work. But point being, these next few games are, are essential, but yeah, I, I also think these are opponents that are very much along the styles of the other teams that you can be if you're the Steelers, Mac Jones. I don't anoint him as some as some great quarterback just yet. I think he's he's in a place where he still has to prove who he is. Jacoby Brissett and Joe Flacco slash Zach Wilson, whatever the heck happens with with Wilson if he does return by then, who knows? Um, I don't think he is supposed to. I think he's supposed to be out until week five. We'll find we'll find out. Yeah. Um, but uh, th- those are all three situations where if the Steelers offense can just figure some things out in that time and they squeak out you know they squeak out those wins if they're 4-0 going into the going into the Bills game that's ridiculous and they 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 are playing with house money going into the Bills game if they're 2 yep. and 2 then it's like okay you, you got you got your you got your other win but you know now you're going to be up against it with Bills Buccaneers Dolphins Eagles uh Bills look like potentially the best team in the NFL Buccaneers, you know, with Tom Brady at any point, they could be great, uh, even though they didn't look great against the Cowboys in their win Sunday night. Dolphins look like one of those young upstart teams. We'll see how they actually play. And the Eagles, I don't know. How, I don't have a read on the Eagles. I was really high on them, and then they, were, like, had to eke it out against the Lions. Um,
2: I do have bad news for Steeler fans about that Miami that? game. Um, oh. I will be in attendance for that one, and I have never watched oh, the Steelers win a, win a road win a road game in my life. So, But, um, but. but how many Steelers Dolphins games have you seen in your life? Uh, one in Miami. And it was the.
0: It no, was. you saw it. You saw it here.
2: Playoffs. No, Steelers Dolphins. Yeah, that was in Pittsburgh. No, no, in Miami, I oh, saw oh, the game where the Ben got one. hurt in the first half. Landry oh, came no. in, then Ben came back in the second half. And the Steelers. Remember the game where Ajayi like just ran all over was, the Steelers. Was this the
0: game when Lawrence Timmons literally puked on the field?
2: Yes, yes, it happened oh, right okay. in front of me. It was hilarious. Oh,
0: that Darius crazy. Hayward Bay
2: took like an eighty-yard end-around touchdown to start the game. Okay, was, and that was the highlight of the whole. Yeah.
0: Tony, I have a simple solution. Don't go to the game.
2: I, <laughs> I'm gonna
3: go.
0: <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but, but in all seriousness, um, you know those games. You look at those are those are teams that I think are on the upswing. I think the Patriots, Browns, and Jets. Those are three teams that are still figuring out who they are. Right. Uh, the the Browns came away with a win against the Panthers, but it wasn't a win that was like it, it, they're trying to steal wins right now. Like the Steelers are gonna try to steal wins, like you said for for TJ Watts. So. That to me, like I said, puncher's chance. You're in there, execute. And I think the biggest thing that I took away from this this last win that the Steelers had against the Bengals was that the execution was there for a lot of the key the key players, especially on defense. You know, you weren't you weren't happy about Mitch Trubisky. But again, he was asked to be to be limited and to not make the big mistakes. Right. I like to chase Claypool, Deontay Johnson, uh, Najee, even when he had the opportunity to, 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 to make plays. Pat Fryermuth, Zach Gentry. I, I really think that there was across the board a lot of positives to take away from. Hey, if you can just play better, if this offense can grow, there's something to be had there. The defense, though, does have to still play to a high level. The only hope that they have to take on teams like the Bills, like the Chiefs, like the Ravens, I think, even when that comes later in the season, because uh, they don't play the Ravens until December, that's right. kind of a blessing, I think, for the TJ Watt situation. But their only hope to beat those type of teams is for TJ to be to get back to be healthy, for the defense to to be to you know just be healthy, period, and for them to capitalize on those moments. But Tony, I think they're in a spot where they can fight their way to still to stay in the playoff race, even without TJ Watt if it's just four, five, six weeks is, is the max. It really, the bye week is the max. After the, bye, the week. bye week, they need him
2: back. Can they be four and four into the bye week? Can they get him back and he's actually healthy and ready to go? And and this can this offense figure it out. I mean, really, can this offense figure it out over the next three weeks? Because then can you can you random pull up pull off another big upset against one of those four teams before the bye? um and then yeah they get TJ back I mean they're a contender Chris look if this offense figures it out and that defense can maintain anything close to what they showed on Sunday I'm not ruling out this team winning games in January I mean this yeah. again I was so impressed with what they did defensively on on Sunday um that you know I think the sky's the limit for this team if that offense figures it out and like you said stay healthy defensively
0: We'll certainly see if they can. Uh, we got a lot more to cover going in, but crossover Thursdays tomorrow. We're going to break it down with locked on Patriots and see how that's going. Tony, thanks so much for joining us here in the locked on Steelers podcast. Let people they can find you, follow you and get more of your work.
2: Yeah. You can follow me on Twitter at Steeler country. And you can find me of course on AFC North talk is a roundtable show that I do here on YouTube. Uh, search AFC North talk, check out Monday's episode. Had a lot of fun. Heal Tony came out, uh, gave Bengals fans a little, uh, Little revenge on that one. And then, of course, you can check me out on my YouTube channel, Steeler Country with Tony Sereno.
0: Do check out AFC North Talk and Steeler Country. Both. Tony is a very entertaining guy. That's why we have him here on the guest as much as we can. Thanks so much, Tony, for joining me on the Lockdown Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Carter Critiques. Check out the Lockdown Steelers podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, and YouTube. Like the video if you enjoyed it. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and get all of our daily Monday through Friday episodes. We thank you for making the Lockdown Steelers podcast your first listen every day. Back tomorrow, breaking down your Pittsburgh Steelers and talking to some Patriots in this upcoming matchup on Crossover Thursday.